I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome all of our parents who are here for Mother-Son, Father-Daughter Weekend. I hope you had a joyful evening last evening um, with your sons and daughters. I'm Abbot James. I'm the superior of the community here, and on behalf of all the monks, also, uh, we welcome you. The founding of our community, St. Benedict's Abbey, and ultimately the college, is a rather awkward story. Our founder, Father Henry Limke, arrived in Westport, Missouri in December 1855, trying to find the true longing of his heart. That longing led him to Kansas without the blessing of his abbot at St. Vincent Arch Abbey in Pennsylvania. And upon the abbot's return from Germany, where he was recruiting young men to be missionary monks here in the United States to the German immigrants, Father Henry received a very curt letter from his abbot. Return, return as soon as you can. O Henry, Henry, what folly has taken possession of you? You know you're in trouble when your name is used twice in one sentence. That folly was Father Henry's belief that he was called to be a missionary on the frontier of Kansas. For better and for worse, that folly moved Father Henry to act on his own. And I say for better and for worse, because from his action, we are all here today. An action founded on pride that led to disobedience which led Father Henry to think, I know what is best for me. A very dangerous thought for a monk to have. The irony of it is that none of us would be here in this Abbey Church this morning but for that act of disobedience. God worked with Father Henry's folly. Father Henry had a yearning heart that needed to be healed. This morning's gospel is about that healing of hearts, our need for it, and Jesus' power to make it happen. The gospel relates that Jesus cured the man with leprosy who came to him begging for healing. All our readings this morning speak to our desire to be healed from more than just physical ailments. They speak to our longing for healed hearts and lives. And Jesus offers that healing. If you wish, you can make me clean. I do will it. Be made clean. For our hearts to be healed, we have to start, just like the leprous man in our gospel, by admitting our need for healing, admitting we're not whole, not finished, and that there are missing parts and broken places within us. That seems easy enough. We admit all the time that I am only human. An easy thing to say. But is there any real value in this admission except an excuse? Where is the openness to God's healing presence in that statement? What we have to admit are the ugly specifics my own special jealousy, my hatred, my cruelty, 
my scheming nature, or whatever. They all harm me to the core. We have to admit that we cannot heal ourselves, or else we become stuck where we are, wounded and unfinished. The good intentions of our vocations and ministry become a pitfall. There is no wound too large or too deep from which God can heal us if we ask. And there's the rub, for too often our asking isn't really asking at all. St. Augustine in his wild youth asked, Lord, make me chaste and pure, but not yet. Our asking has to be confident, but more than that, it has to be honest and without stipulations. We have to give ourselves over to God's will and allow him to work through us. Our desire to be healed must be open to God's grace that he will surely send. How often is our asking like that? Every time we gather at Mass, every time we say the Our Father, and lots of other times as well, we pray for God to heal our hearts. And we do this day after day, month after month, year after year. How honest are we in that prayer? How contrite and desiring of change are we when we bring it to confession? Father Simon gave an excellent homily on Friday at the Abbey Mass in which he compared God's will to a GPS. God's will always points us on the most direct route to him. As Father Simon related, however, when we choose to follow our own will, taking us off that path, God responds by recalculating and giving us the new most direct route to him through his mercy. God will work with our mistakes, our brokenness, our need for healing. With our story of Father Henry, my guess is that it didn't take him very long to come to the realization that his action was true folly, the need for healing of his heart to be true as he battled the wilds of Kansas that first winter. But I, I like to think that Father Henry wouldn't have won the battle for his heart, but out here on the plains of Kansas. And here we sit because God was able to work with his folly. As depicted in the fresco in the upper right-hand corner, one cold pre-Civil War bleeding Kansas morning as Father Henry huddled in his shack in the town of Donovan, just up the Missouri River from here, word came to Father Henry that there was a young man among a group of pro-slavery ruffians who had gotten frostbite on his feet as the group camped out near town the night before, preparing to sack the town the next morning and try to convince us free state Jayhawkers to vote pro-slavery. Father Henry asked two German settlers to go out and help bring this young man back 
to Father Henry Schack. For three weeks, Father Henry cared for him, coming to learn that the young man had fallen away from his Catholic faith. With no doctor in town to treat the gangrene that eventually took over the young man's legs, he died from the infection. But not before Father Henry was able to bring the young man back to the church and administer to him the last sacraments. God worked through the events and people here to heal Father Henry's wandering heart and through his heart to heal others. Through each of our hearts, through each of our lives, God seeks to heal his people. We all need God's healing, and God desires to give it to us. Only one question remains. Have we asked and have we made ourselves ready to receive it?